happy freaking Saturday. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I am your host, Constance Ann. And if you are new here, this is a daily podcast, meaning new episodes drop every single fucking day. And if you're listening on podcast streaming platforms, don't forget this is a visual podcast, so you can most definitely watch me in the YouTube app. Okay, housekeeping is out of the way. Let's get into the most important thing. I know y'all are dying to know what the fuck I thought about, honestly, never mind, the Drake album. I honestly didn't think that it was a bad album. Now, if you were to tell me that that was your favorite Drake album, huge question mark. If you were to tell me you thought that that was Drake's best album, two huge question marks, you know, it is a decent album, though. Um, I was just in the car with Brianna. We both agreed that it was a very interesting album, uh, definitely a soft smooth drake there are some songs that go hard before i get into those songs i just want to say yeah i noticed this was definitely soft smooth singing drake it didn't have enough diversity for me and i think um when it comes to any other drake album i'm typically like i love singing drake put more singing drake on here and now that i have an album dedicated to soft sweet drake i'm just like okay i need a little bit of rap um i think my favorite track on the album is sticky i'm not even gonna hold y'all sticky goes sticky was good a keeper was good texco green is good currents hits i actually heard that um a voice was sampled for the track current and she didn't receive any um recognition so i think she's in the works of trying to get recognition it was a baltimore artist i think her name was rye rye um let me actually get that right name not that maybe y'all care maybe y'all don't care let me get the name for it y'all anyways yeah you know I thought I was gonna come and have a little bit more structure be a little bit more prepared but here we are and I am searching things up as always so ooh, hold up you guys yes okay so the artist name is Rai Rai she was on she is on Drake's song Currents and she's doing the what and she didn't get any credit for that. So her team is fighting to get credit. But anyways, um, Currents was all right. I really loved Sticky. Calling My Name was good too. But Calling My Name was so quick. I just feel like this was kind of a just thrown together album. But it's definitely a vibe. It's not like hard. It's just, I don't know, it's different. You got to be in the mood to crank an album like this. And I was feeling it. Hold on. Can we get into some lyrics real quick on the track Keeper? A Keeper? Because Drake kind of went off. This is what he said. Friendship and loyalty, that's not what is given. Given that, why would I keep you around? Why would I keep you the fuck around? And Drake was speaking real facts. Y'all know I'm always talking about boundaries. But really paying attention to motherfuckers. And if you expecting something and a motherfucker ain't meeting that expectation, then hello, why the fuck are you keeping them around? I'm listening to it. I was like, hold up, Drake just spat something right there. So everybody better start singing that line with their chest and implementing that into their everyday lives because hello, we need to start cutting people out and questioning why we're keeping them around if they aren't giving what's expected when it comes to friendship, loyalty, or whatever else it is that you expect. Overall, that's my full-on take of the album. Will I listen to it again? I've listened to it about three, four times. So I can definitely see myself working out to it just to give me a new taste of music, but it is not my fave. Um, someone commented that they thought it reminded them of The Weeknd. Um, definitely got weekend vibes. Definitely got like passion fruit vibes. I, I just feel like also with the album, I'll say this too. I felt like I'd heard a lot of the songs before. I didn't feel like there was anything new or exciting about the album. But Sticky, Sticky goes. Can we get into the lyrics on Sticky real quick? I know I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, Drake. Talk to him, Drake. Well, there was one 
sweet line that I liked. They only giving niggas plus one, so I never pull up to the mat. You know I got to bring the set. You know I got to bring the G block. You know I got to bring the D block because you know how sticky it get. 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 She want me to play with the cat. She loving how I'm making her wet. You know how sticky it get. I could fuck with it. He went from talking about bringing his team everywhere because, nigga, you know how sticky it get to show me to play with her cat. And, bitch, you know how sticky it fucking get because her cat stay wet. I liked it. Okay, I liked it. Like, lyrically, there were definitely some bars on the album that I was like, all right, yeah, Drake. Um, All right, you guys. Let's get into a bitch. Did you see that tweet? We haven't done that in a long time, right? Bitch, did you see that tweet? Did you see that tweet? Bitch, did you see that tweet? Today's tweet is going to be on the screen. Definitely needs to be on the screen for this one. Um, it says, the average American has only been to five of these places. How about you? I'm going to give you guys the rundown of the places. I mean, if you're looking on YouTube, then you see the the um, list here. For those listening on podcast streaming platforms, here we go. This is the list. Statue of Liberty, Grand Canyon, Walt Disney World, Zion National Park, Space Needle, Hollywood Sign, Las Vegas Strip, Times Square, Yellowstone, Everglades, Pikes Peak, Chicago River, Washington Monument, Mount Rushmore, French Quarter, Golden Gate Bridge, Riverwalk, Alcatraz, Lake Tahoe, St. Augustine, Arlington Cemetery, South Beach, Central Park, Liberty Bell, Yosemite National Park, the White House, Wright Bros Memorial, the Alamo, Fort Sumter, Road to Hannah, Empire State Building, Gateway Arc, Mall of America, Niagara Falls. And again, the tweet was, the average American has only been to five of these places. Y'all want to know how many of these places I've been to? I've been to the White House. If I've even been to the White House, I don't know. I've definitely been to like the National Mall. So that's like with all of the monuments in D.C. But I don't think I've ever actually stepped foot in the White House. And so when I look at this list, instantly I start thinking about, okay, school, field trips, in Virginia, at least, whenever it came to field trips, we went nowhere. I think school field trips should be all of these places if apparently five percent of them, only five percent of America has been here. And as I look at this list, I realize that a lot of these um, locations, landmarks, whatever, are well-known landmarks like Mount Rushmore. Why is that not a big a uh, field trip place? Considering we all know what it is, these places are heavily spoken about. I think schools need to revamp the field trip system. In Virginia, we're only taken to jamestown and the zoo i can only recall jamestown and the zoo out of all of my fucking uh i'll keep wanting to say vacation out of all of my field trips i'll speak for the state of virginia do better when it comes to field trips why the fuck you taking a bunch of black kids to slave plantations and beyond all that don't nobody want to be learning about this shit 24 7 25 8 we get it we get it and then the sad part is y'all need to be teaching the depths of slavery for real we just get in the the whitewashed version of it. Am I asking that they go more in depth? No, I'm asking that they revamp the fucking field trip locations. We should be going to, kids should definitely be going to places like the Statue of Liberty. Like, why is that not a field trip spot? Is it because schools can't afford it? They need to start giving these schools more money. Defund the police and fund the schools because I think field trips should be taking kids around town to see a lot of things, especially for the kids like me that I never really went anywhere. My family never took me on 
huge trip. So like I said, the only places I'd ever been to was Washington, D.C. So if the place wasn't in Washington, D.C., I didn't go. And I know there are a bunch of other kids in low-income areas, I'm sure, that did not have the opportunity to travel around and go to these places. Now, I get it. When you get older, go. But what are we having these kids do in schools and during field trips if not going to these historical landmarks outside of just slave plantations? I believe I speak for all Virginians when I say that shit is tired. That shit is old. Nobody wants to go to Jamestown or Richmond or any of the other wag places. We They took us one time to a place called Finance Park. Ask me what we did at Finance Park. They took us from school to another building to sit in the building to learn about finances. We didn't even learn about finances. We learned how to sign checks, which nowadays we don't even have checks. They were better off teaching us about saving tactics, good saving tactics so that we were... Uh, so that our financial literacy was a lot higher than a lot of ours is today. I think schools are just a waste of time and money. When I was younger, I thought, well, not money. I just don't go to private. I never went to private school. Will I send my kids to private school? I don't know. You know, the other day I saw something. I don't know if I saw it or I read it. But you guys know it's, it's sad, but there are shootings that are going on in school. So it's like, okay, are private schools the better option? Because if I don't ever hear of private schools having the shootouts. I'm sure that they're liable to happen as sad as that may seem. But I think the benefit of going to private schools is you get a little bit more security and safety. But at the end of the day, I don't see a point in paying for school. Sounds really like contradictory, right? Cause you could pay for your kids safety. And I guess, I don't think that that's why people are paying for private schools. I don't know why people are paying for private schools. It's kind of dumb to me because you end up going to college with like kids that were in private school. So like if you could go to public school for free, why not? But anyways, I bring that all up because I'm talking about the safety of our kids. But beyond all that, do better with the field trips. I think better field trips for kids. I'll protest that. I don't know what people are going to the PTA meetings discussing. I don't know. Just defund the police, fund the schools, fund the teachers. And that's all I have to say about that what do you guys think first of all have y'all ever been to any of those places that are listed if you have please comment down below i would love to know if i'm not the only person that has not been to any of these places i've been nowhere and honestly i think that is why at this point in my life i do not care about landmarks or anything because i never had the opportunity to go when i was a kid so now i feel like that since i didn't so now i feel like at this stage of my life if i haven't been there yet i can survive without it so i don't care about it i'm really not a landmark person if i go on vacation and i travel i do not care to go look at other things like i will want to learn about the culture but for me it's like learning about the culture through food food um so i guess that brings the question it's like why the fuck do field trips matter i think as a child I think in schools, students have the ability to be interested in different locations and in these things, but because they're not exposed to it, they don't realize that it's something that they could benefit from. So I think that taking kids to better field trips could be better for their minds and the perception of life and landmarks and things of that nature. At the end of the day, yes, that's what I have to say about that. So are you guys wondering what's going on with our girl Winter? Not much has been happening other than the fact that her life is continuously going downhill. If you're new here, I'm reading the book, The Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier, and I recap you guys on it all the time as I read. Um, what's happening with Winter? I don't think I told you guys. Uh, her sisters got picked up by CPS, so they gone. Their house got taken, so that's gone. Winter is homeless. She's able to get her mom out of jail with a little bit of money that is left over with the lawyer. The lawyer helps get the mom out of jail. The mom is broke. Winter is broke. They're trying to figure out how to turn their life upside down and around. It looks like Winter's daddy was cheating. They get to the jail to see the dad, right? They're just trying to figure out what they can do next. They get to the jail to see the dad. The guard is like, all right, everybody that's here to see Ricky Santiago stand up. 
Winter and her mom stand up and a lady they ain't never seen before with a baby stand up. So there's some tension there, as you can imagine. That made me lose a lot of respect for her dad. They didn't confirm whether or not he actually did cheat. But Winter got into a quick scruff with this other girl. She sees that the girl is younger, beautiful, has a baby with a bracelet that says Ricky Santiago Jr. So all fingers are pointing to, all right, the nigga was cheating. Plus, he asked them to come on a Thursday, but Winter's mom was like, nah, we're going today. So who knows? He might have had another family member coming to see him. We'll, I'll keep y'all posted on that because I'm definitely interested in that. I think the one thing that I'm upset about with this book is that I still don't know why Winter's mom was shot in the face. But her beauty is, you know, it's distorted. It's not the way it once was. Her mom is now rocking a bald head. She said, fuck the wigs. At first, she was wearing wigs to kind of, like, cover up her face. But now she's like, fuck it. She's rocking the bald head. She's rocking the scar. She's rocking the twisted mouth. She's just coming to terms with who she is right now. And her kids are embarrassed by it. Winter is embarrassed by it. But it really brings into the perspective that, like, Beauty here today, gone tomorrow. Love your beauty, enjoy your beauty, but have something else about yourself that you love. Like you should be more to you. You should mean more to yourself than just the face that you have because looks can literally go as fast as they are given to us. Um, I came across a video one of these days and this woman was talking about, she tells her kid that you're smart first, not that you're beautiful first and not to be pressed over pretty privilege. I've given y'all a whole spiel on pretty privilege. So I'm not going to go in depth about it because it's nothing to really talk about. But at the end of the day, I think it is important that like, even though we understand that we're beautiful, that we have our good looks, we need to find value in ourselves outside of those looks. Because if our value is dependent on our physical features, what happens when those physical features are fucking taken away from us? As you can see, Winter's mom was just shot in the face. Who knows why? And now she doesn't have those looks. So that always, you know, not that that always has me thinking I'm always thinking about just loving myself outside of the the way I look on the outside because you never fucking know crazy shit happens but that's where I'm at in the book so far it's definitely getting good I'm on like page I'm almost on page 100 I feel like I'm reading really slowly but hey I'm getting through it okay you guys I finally caught up on some real housewives so I am getting into the season. It's getting good. It's getting juicy. Um, I don't have too much to say about it other than I'm going to try to watch some more tonight. I watched like an episode. It was a Tea Party episode. So quick reality TV recap. I want to know who the fuck wrote that Candy be sucking dick in the locker room and didn't own up to it. Them girls, they be doing some dumb shit. They playing a the game at the tea party. I don't care that they playing the game at the tea party. But they playing the game and they writing down like secrets or tea that they know about one another. And somebody wrote that Candy was caught sucking dick in the locker room, but nobody owned up to it. That would piss me off if I was Candy. Like, if you're going to say it, just go ahead and say that you said it. I hate when people bring stuff up. I hate when anybody brings shit up, period. And they don't want to, A, get in depth with the shit that they brought up. Or they hit you with a never mind. Or they don't own up to saying it. Like, you know, when somebody's like, I got to tell you something. And then they be like, oh, never mind. You couldn't handle it. Like, bitch, why the fuck you even open your mouth and say anything? Because now you got me thinking about it. I guess that's one of those rumors that you just have to like allow to just pass over because nobody's going to own up to it. But why the fuck would you even bring that up? I don't know. Them group of girls are messy. They so damn messy. And then they got an assistant in the mix. A couple of them got the same assistant. I think it's Sheree got the same assistant as Drew. And the assistant is gossiping about both to each. And to me, that's just stupid. Fire the assistant. And as an assistant, why the fuck are you messy and gossiping? I don't know, y'all. The shit is messy, but it's good. I love Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm so happy that I was able to tap in, tune in, and get right with that. We have the bowl here. We haven't done the bowl in a long time, and I think it's only right that we go ahead and dive into it. Yes. 
let's get into the bowl. What's coming out? Ooh, NGL slash ask dot FM. Everybody has been seeing on their Instagram stories, people are doing the NGL anonymous messages. Send me an anonymous message. You click on the link, you get to type bullshit. Every year they come up with ways for people to open themselves up to cyberbullying and mean anonymous messages. I understand that the point is not for you to get cyberbullied, but everyone knows whenever you give anyone, whenever you give people the opportunity to maintain anonymity, when people don't have to own up to the shit that they say, they say whatever the fuck they want to say and they become whoever it is the fuck that they want to become because for whatever reason, people are afraid to be themselves on the internet. I don't really get that either. Like if you would not say it in real life, why the fuck would you type it? behind a fake page, behind an anonymous page. What is that itch? Like, why don't you just translate that same energy to who you are in real life? Or better yet, why don't you just be who the fuck you are in real life on the internet? Who are you trying to impress? You can't even be trying to impress anybody because you're doing it off a fake page. So what the fuck is the sense behind that? I feel like that's some shit that I would do as a little kid. First, let's talk about the Ask FM NGL. I used the NGL app. I did put the app on my link, on my, um, Instagram story, and I told everybody to use it to send me anonymous advice column submissions, right? I never get I never get any messages whenever I use those things, whether it's Ask FM, whether I phrase it as uh, if you need advice, whatever it is, nobody ever taps in and gets, like, says shit to me. Not that I want them to say shit to me, but I'm like, damn, it makes me look at everybody else because I'm seeing them getting a lot of questions. I'm like, damn, okay, nobody wants to know about me. Or I guess in a better sense, nobody wants to bully me. That's cool. When I see people getting bullied, I'm like, damn. At this age of my life, I find it very hard to be in mess. Like, I find it very hard to find people that have negative shit to say about me because I'm not really hanging out with many people. And I would think that the same thing would apply to anybody else in my age group. Like, yes, you have those people that you converse with from time to time or that you see, you say highs and bias to. But who the fuck at this age of 25 and older... Who has it in them to create a fake account or get on an anonymous app and type bullshit? I'm seeing people in the mess and I'm like, how are y'all ending up in drama at this point in your life? Who is out to get y'all? Who has so many mean things to say? I really want to check the person that has the mean things to say. And also, I'm just very surprised nobody has anything to ask me or anything to say. I still put the, I use the links, I do. But like I said, this go around, I'm using it just for the advice column submissions, which no one has happened and done yet. And I'm pointing my fingers at you guys because y'all don't need advice. Anyways, you guys stop being weird and stop ble- I don't know. I feel like at this age too, if you're using the anonymous app, why the fuck you didn't just tell this person what the fuck you thought from the jump? If you felt like this person was beautiful, why are you using the anonymous link to tell them that they're beautiful? If you thought that this person had a fat ass, I don't even know why the fuck you would type that on an anonymous page. I don't know. I feel like if I got a message like, you have a fat ass on an anonymous page, I wouldn't even respond to it because, like, what the fuck? It's probably better off that I don't get any messages because I could see myself not ever responding to any of them. And I think that that's what people get the people know at this point in their lives. I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm having fun reading y'all's responses, and I hope you guys know that you have agreed to being bullied on the internet. And if you are the bully on the internet, you got to get right. Like, we too old. All right, we back in the bowl. Ooh, silk presses. Have y'all ever gotten a silk press? I booked a silk press sometime last year when I had a beautiful, thick, and long afro. I booked the silk press because I really wanted to see if my hair could get straight, if it would stay straight. I just wanted to see what my what my length was. You know, when you rock in the afro, it's, it grows out. I had a, I had a true 
forcey, thick afro that I miss and love dearly. Anyways, I booked the silk press. Terrible salon experience. Not terrible salon experience. The stylist was actually cool. I didn't like how I, we got into something at the end, but that's besides the point. During the silk press, when I tell you my scalp was on fire, my scalp was on fire. My scalp burned so bad in the midst of them using the damn blow dryer. Now I get it's a silk press. First of all, is there a difference between a silk press and a Dominican blowout? Because it was given Dominican blowout. As a matter of fact, everybody in the salon was Dominican with the exception of the one woman that was working on my hair. No problem. I don't care if you're Dominican or what you are, but that shit hurt and it definitely gave Dominican blowout energy. So if anybody's the cosmetologist and you know, is there a difference between silk presses and Dominican blowouts. I would like to know, comment that down below. My scalp was on fire. And I, I'm typically not the kind of person that's going to tell the stylist, like, excuse me, stop, slow down. I don't like this. Right. But my scalp burned so bad that I had to keep saying like, ouch, it hurts. It burns. I was turning around too. those. These are the motions I was giving the woman. And you know what she continued to do? She continued to blow dry my fucking scalp burn my fucking scalp and tell me to sit still. She kept saying, sit still, hold your head firm. I'm turning back like out. It hurts. And none of that is registering to her. She's just like, let me finish and focus on what I got to do. So I'm under the impression that it's supposed to hurt. I don't know. After that, I was like, I'm never getting a silk press again because it hurts so much. I have like never felt a pain so bad. Other than when I got that silk press, I got that silk press my hair texture never came back. The curls never came back. And that's actually why I decided to go in and cut my hair. I damaged my hair so much with that silk press um, that I just, the curls weren't there. And I was, one thing about me, I really hate damaged hair. So I was like, all right, I'm done. I got a relaxer and then I cut it off. And here we are today. But that was the worst experience of my life. Um, how do y'all like y'all silk presses? I hope y'all scalps ain't getting burnt. Like I get, they be saying pretty hurts, but it ain't supposed to hurt that much. Like, no, that was not cool. Never again will I ever get a silk press. Um, I think that when I decide to grow my hair back out, I'm going to just have to stick through with the damn afro and just accept the fact that I'll never see my hair flat ironed because that was a very terrible process. The silk press, did it last? It lasted long enough. I had got some clip-ins with the silk press, so it was cute. But at the end of the day, I'm never burning my scalp again for some straight hair. Like, that was too much for straight hair. Oh, my God. When y'all get silk presses, do y'all scalps burn like that? Let me know. Leave a comment down below in the comment section. Ooh, we're in the bowl again. Before we read this, let's run a brief intermission. We'll come back. We'll talk more shit. And then we'll end today's episode, okay? Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. This is the last thing we're picking out of the bowl, and it reads, Father's Day in schools. Now, I saw a tweet that said something along the lines of they should stop doing, they should stop celebrating Father's Day in school because it's insensitive. Let me read the tweet verbatim. It says, 
Schools should stop doing these Father's Day events, da, da, da. It can be so insensitive. And then somebody replied and they said, it's a system that is used to make the black child feel embarrassed to not have both parents. It destroys the child and leaves them broken and emotionally scarred for life. They know it's mostly blacks that have single parented households. Huge generalizations, but I don't think, like to me, I feel like if Father's Day shouldn't be celebrated in school there shouldn't be father's day events then there shouldn't be mother's day events there shouldn't be christmas events there shouldn't be any motherfucking event that could potentially offend somebody i don't see how father's day celebrations or events are insensitive insensitive is not the right word i feel like yes there are people that don't have fathers but whose fault is that You know, I think for me, I'm in favor. Like, I don't think I'm like strongly in favor of any holiday being celebrated at school. Honestly, schools are probably better off not celebrating them. But I don't think Father's Day is the one that needs to be excluded from all of the other um, events, regardless if it is something that was used to divide the black kids, make the black kids feel less than whatever it may be. I'm sure that may be something to do with I'm sure that there's you know, I'm sure they found a way to to divide us what am I trying to say I'm sure Father's Day events being in school could be linked to wanting to make black kids feel inferior but at the end of the day I just don't think it's that deep like I can like I acknowledge the fact that my kid won't have a dad am I going to tell them to not enjoy the Father's Day events at school like no I don't know to me it just doesn't matter and Some people may not have fathers, but their father could be their father, quote unquote, their father figure, whatever could be an older brother, which that's sad if that's the case. But regardless, it could be an older brother. It could be a uncle. It could be a foster parent. It could be a neighborhood old head. I don't know. I just think it's not that deep. And I think my biggest stance here is if Father's Day is going to be excluded, all other holidays should be because at the end of the day, it's all insensitive. We got the Jewish kids that asked to be sat out during the Christmas events. We got the black kids that don't even get to, we don't even do Kwanzaa shit in school. Like Kwanzaa is just not even, I don't even know what Kwanzaa is. They didn't even teach us that. So there are some kids that celebrate Kwanzaa. They don't even get to be acknowledged in school. You know what I'm saying? Like just cut out all the holiday bullshit, but don't single out the whole father thing because let's not forget there are some great fathers in black households. Fathers do exist. So I see why they would create Father's Day events the same way they would have Mother's Day events. I just don't think it's that deep. I get what they were trying to go with this, but sometimes it's just a reach. Or maybe it's a reach in the wrong direction. I think the whole tweet should have just said, let's drop holidays altogether because they are insensitive because not everyone is celebrating these holidays. Not everyone can relate to these holidays. And it creates a sense of division and it can seem very insensitive to those that don't do those things. But I think life is also understanding that Life ain't fair, honey. Do whatever the fuck you got to do. Do whatever the fuck you need to do to get through in life, but it ain't fair. Some people got shit. Some people don't. It sucks. But, like, should everyone be at a loss of enjoying the holiday because you don't get to enjoy it? I don't think so. I mean, just get rid of holidays altogether if you're going to get rid of something, right? That's how I feel. Let's go into advice column submission. You guys, we're getting into the Dear Constance segment. This is the segment where I give you guys advice because you need a sound mind of reason because your friends don't want to answer your questions or because maybe your friends are tired of your bullshit. Constance Annan is here to help. If you need advice, give me a call. 240-587-3186. You call me, you leave a voicemail with your advice column submission, and I address the advice column submission on the next 
episode. If you don't want to call because for whatever reason you think somebody going to judge your voice, you can click the link down below in the description box or in, the Instagram, or in my Instagram bio at Constance the Pod. That will take you to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission. And again, I'll address it here on the next episode. So whenever you guys, as you guys know, because you guys didn't submit anything, we're going into Reddit. Today's advice column submission reads... Dear Constance, my 11-year-old daughter was pulled out of class for being inappropriately dressed, in quotations. I got a call yesterday to come to school, to come to the school, and when I get there, I found out that my daughter had been pulled out of her class for being inappropriately dressed, and that her outfit was distracting for staff and students. They wouldn't say specifically how it violated the dress code. I left in anger and went to the mall to cool down for a bit. I'll be meeting with the school board Friday. I've heard that this is that this has happened at the school before and my daughter was warned before, but was never pulled out of class like this. I'm so pissed. Um, what can I do about it? Any advice is really appreciated. All right, you guys, I, she included the picture of her kid, like to show the outfit that her kid wore to school. So I'm gonna put it right here. I don't even think I need to see what the fuck your kid wore to school. If you were cool with what the fuck your kid wore to school, then that's all the fuck that matters. If I was you, honestly, I'm waiting for the day that this happens. I'm going to the school and I'm telling them, don't call me again unless my child is getting bullied or doing the bullying. What she wore has my approval. And it ain't distracting anybody. So if you feel distracted, divert your eyes as a teacher. And if the kids feel distracted, y'all got to come up with better school activities to make sure that they are staying focused. But what my kid got on don't got nothing to do with nobody else. Just like what they got on don't got nothing to do with me or anybody else in school. It ended at that. I can't wait to read them teachers. I think dress codes are bullshit because the students that are targeted are the kids that have developed bodies. And for the most part, that tends to be the girls. And outside of that, that tends to be the girls that are not white. Okay. And so I know I was like constantly dress coded just because I had breasts or constantly dress coded because I don't even have an ass. I think just because I was black automatically, my shorts were too short or my skirt was too small. And you see, everybody knows, you see the white kids with their short skirts and their short dresses. The, the matter of fact is, it doesn't matter who's wearing what, like who cares what anybody is wearing, just mind your business i think dress code is so fucking stupid as long as the kid didn't come to school naked then who fucking cares and like i said if the parent approved then why the fuck are you checking for it only thing you need to be worried about is bullying even with bullying going on the schools don't know how to handle that that's what they need to prioritize and figure out working out so if i was the mom in this situation if i was you or speaking to a mom i would just go to the school and tell them look i have approved of what my child is wearing and so that means what i say goes and leave me the hell alone. Don't call my phone again. I appreciate y'all's concern, but you don't need to be concerned because I have made sure that she is dressed comfortably for her and for me. Leave it at that. That's how I would take it. And that's what I would do with that. Uh, what would you guys do in this situation? You guys see what the kid has on, right? The kid literally has on jeans and a shirt, but I guess she has a, a she's like a little bit thicker. I don't even know what was so un inappropriate about the outfit, but y'all mind your business. Like, that's just how I feel. Schools are so wonky. I'm so glad I'm out of school. And I can't wait to be that parent that gets to just read the motherfucking room. We in the Let's Get Deep box, okay? Couples card game. Gonna pull out two cards. Gonna read them. Gonna give y'all my answers. We're gonna end today's show. 
What's something you do because you love your partner and not because you enjoy it? What's something I do? I don't think I do anything that I don't like to do. Yeah. I don't think I do anything that I don't like to do. I used to not like feet. So I used to hate when she would like put her feet on me. I wouldn't even rub her feet. But like now I don't care about her feet. Like I would rather nobody else's feet touch me. But now I don't care. So like, yeah, I rub her feet. Won't suck her feet if she asked me to do that. Would have to decline. See, I don't think there's anything that she can make me do that I don't want to do. I feel like for the most part, if she wants me to do it and I do it, it's because I liked it. Like, there's never anything that I do that I don't really like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Name someone you could be 100% yourself around. My girlfriend. Y'all know one thing about me is I'm a my girlfriend. My, oh, my girlfriend, a motherfucker to death. Like, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. Wait till it's my wife. My wife said, my wife this. Let me call my wife. Hold on. My wife, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my girlfriend. I'm that person. So that's why I never trip when people are like, oh, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man. Like, you're cool. Like, talking about your man is cool. Especially if you're talking about your man or your girlfriend in, like, a positive way. Like, oh, my girlfriend did this for me. Like, if you're sharing positive things about them, obviously, I'll get annoyed if every time you come and talk to me your nigga or your girlfriend did some shit that they shouldn't have did and you keep going back to them that will piss me off it will but if you're sharing positive news about your partner and your your partner makes you happy I ain't mad at it because look I'll be talking about my girlfriend y'all probably tired of my girlfriend like my girlfriend my girlfriend my girlfriend like well this girl don't stop talking about her damn girlfriend but yes my girlfriend because she really is that girl shout out to you Ashley shout out to you okay you guys i'm going to i feel like anybody everybody should feel that way about their partner like you know let's end today's show i love you guys i appreciate you guys thank you for giving me time on this beautiful saturday i hope you guys are enjoying your saturday god bless you guys don't forget tomorrow we are doing bible study happy father's day to all of the amazing fathers if you watch this on sunday and um yes just you guys i hope you guys enjoy your father's day treat your fathers well love your fathers shout out to all of the good fathers r.i.p to my daddy and um if you guys need advice leave me a advice column submission give me a call 240-587-3186 please give me a review and a rating after today's show if you like today's show what else i need from y'all if you want your music featured on the show send me an email constance podcast at gmail.com screenshot this post it in your instagram story tag me let me know you made it this far follow me on instagram at constance the pod follow me on tiktok at constance the pod follow my personal pages Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. Make sure you're subscribed to my personal YouTube channel, Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. Subscribe to Constance the Podcast wherever you listen to me on. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Of course, an episode is dropping tomorrow and the next day after that and the next day after that and the next day after that. I'm telling you, this is the best podcast out right now. Ain't nobody doing it like this. Get right. Tell your friends about it. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Peace. Oh my Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that was terrible. I'ma leave it in because it's real and raw. I really want to remind you guys, don't forget, tomorrow, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're on Instagram Live. Follow me at Constance the Pod. We're going in, we're talking, we're recapping our ep- episodes. We're having a kiki. We're gonna do some reality TV recap. We're just gonna have a good time. Y'all can hop on and y'all can talk with me if y'all would like. I will see you guys tomorrow. All right. Love you guys. Peace.